Bienvenidos, ladies, gentlemen, and gender non-conforming individuals to the Best of Best of Bone Bone Podcast. <laughs> we are back. We are back. Back again. <laughs> Diana and we are back. Let's celebrate. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're done. I know we need to create a little jingle. Maybe we have a, to j- do- a jangle. We have to do a bitty bitty bone bone version, but yeah. like with our own lyrics. Yeah. Well, I want to sure. say thank you guys so much for listening to our mom, our mamacitas podcast episode. It was totally like a random bonus episode, and we got so many great people to provide feedback and they really liked it and they're like oh shoot I need to ask my mom with those questions too I don't know that about my mom yeah it's really a great conversation to have with your parents uh with your mom or dad especially Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you don't normally sit around the table and just like tell me about the relationship with you and your mom like nobody does that right um at least i I've never have done that with my mom. So that was kind of nice to also learn more about my grandparents because I didn't really grow up around them. So it was nice to learn more about them too. I've done this with my tias too. And, and I also recommend having just like, it could be a very warm and welcoming, like, Hey tia, like, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Or like, what were your dreams, aspirations? Like I didn't know my mom wanted to be in business admin but I also mm-hmm. know now that, like, she's always told me. One day on her birthday, she ran around the table talking to each of her kids, like, kind of like what she's proud of or more like what we're recognized for. Mm-hmm. And I remember she told me for always something around the lines of, like, Diana, the girl who's always working on her career or always moving up or something around those lines. And I think my mom has always been like, don't get married, don't have kids. Because Mm -hmm. now I realize that she's always wanted to be in business and like either run her own business or like have this thriving career. Not Mm -hmm. that she didn't, but based on what she was saying. And I think that I'm a reflection of that. And so that's why she's always so encouraging. Like, girl, ask the boys. Forget mm-hmm. about getting married and have kids. Travel, have your job, do your thing. Because I think that my mom always wanted that. And now she reassured me of it on our conversation. Yeah, I mean, my mom was like, do not take your husband's last name. I was <laughs> like, damn, mama, you mad? What he do to you? Tell me. No, it's such what a What did my daddy do to you? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, say my mom's like, what's the best advice? Before I even finish the question, she's like, don't get married. I'm like, do you? <laughs> but do you love your husband? I- No, I think my mom just comes from a place. Well, I know where it comes from, but I think it also comes from a place. um, And I think uh, one of my friends who was on the podcast, Daisy, was mentioning like, you know, we take our husband's names or people. I'm not married, obviously, but people's husband's names and um you accomplished so many things but you were not born whatever that last name is like you were born whatever your maiden name is and it's kind of hard to see when there's like an accomplishment or something that you do in your life and it has uh your husband's name when you have always known yourself to be like this one name this one identity So I think it could be a little bit hard and jarring for women to transition to that. It's also like 
why is that even a thing? Why is that a tradition? Like, why do we have to have our husband's names? I mean, I don't think we do, honestly. Um, I am more of a proponent for, like, hyphenation. Or I think if we're going to change our names, we're all going to change our names. Mm-hmm. That's a, such a great point. I've never, I mean, I'm, I've always been a proponent, too, of, like, not changing or just hyphenating. But, you know, I'm also, like, do your thing, girl. So, like, if mm-hmm. you want to, I'm not knocking you. Because low-key, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind being, like, you know, a Rodriguez. I've just always loved, <laughs> like, you know, I feel like I'm A-Rod's cousin, okay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but I never thought about- More like you would just be Elsa's cousin, I know, okay? that's true. <laughs> I went all the way to A-Rod <laughs> versus, like, a best friend. Um yeah. But I totally, that's such a great point about accomplishments. It's like, I, Diana Pinedo, you, Elvia Sornosa, have accomplished so much in your life. And then you get married, you know, years later, if you change that name, it's like, then you're only recognized for these amazing, great things you did as Elvia blank, whatever that last name is. And that's such a great point. Like, no, wait, um, that's yeah. not me. <laughs> yeah. I did so many who, more things who, before who I ever met <laughs> Who did I don't is? know that person. <laughs> but yeah yeah thank you so much for everyone who listened and for everyone who like sent us a note or a text or a message letting us know that you really enjoyed that episode and we definitely encourage you to spend some time getting to know your parents or or people that you probably grew up with your whole life like your tios and your tias abuelas abuelos distant cousins that you just don't ask don't really know that much about Mm mm-hmm for sure. I think also something else I want to bring up because I was just doing a video for my job. I had to um, record a congratulations message for all the graduates um, for the class of 2020. Yes. And we want, we on behalf of the Bessie Bessie Bon Bon podcast want to say congratulations to all of you for such a great accomplishment and doing um, such great things throughout your time at your institution. You should be so proud of yourself. Don't let what is going on in the you know world impact your great accomplishments and contributions and be proud of this degree and we are so excited to see what many of you will continue to accomplish out in the world and just the great human beings that you will be so congratulations yay we've been spot lighting a lot of you guys if you've been sending any through thank you so much we are so proud of all the mujeres hombres especially all the latinos i mean everyone graduating um but we know it's so much work especially being first gen you just come with a whole new set of circumstances and like you've overcome those and you should be incredibly proud um because you are really setting the standard for the next generations to come so we are really proud of you I would also say that even though there's this is a tough time and I'm going to so contradict this later on in the podcast, but um, I think it's okay to like not rush getting a job. (laughs) I know Mm -hmm. that's different circumstances, circumstances for different people, but girl, let me tell you, you're going to spend the rest of your life working. So like, 
if this is a time to slow down with black, sort of take your time, um, do the things that you really wanted to do with people that you really wanted to do it with, or you have some hobby or other great idea or side hustle or passion that you wanted to pursue, like it is totally okay not to be like, I need a job, I need a job, I need to get a job. Like I know Elvie and I maybe felt that way in pressure right out of college. And I don't think either of us like jumped into work. You've heard about this in our other episodes, but especially now where unemployment is so high and the economy is going through a tough time and it's just not going to be as easy getting a job like it's totally okay that you kind of slowly enter the job marketplace because girl once you do you're there for the next 50 years (laughs) yeah there's no turning back (laughs) enjoy your time there's no rush we are in a global pandemic right now and you know we are living through this so just take your time. Yeah. Take it slow. A job will come. Yeah. Show is. Girl, I have to tell you that I've been having such an off week this week. I don't know what it is. If it's retrograde and Gatorade or whatever. <laughs> it was it was the end of a moon and now there's a new moon, I think, today. So I think it's supposed to get better. Uh, I'm not kidding. That is true. Um, were you did yeah. I had okay I had such an off week one I felt so unmotivated to mm-hmm. do anything not just like mm-hmm. unmotivated in I don't know like working out I just missed one day this week but um but I was eating like crap because I just didn't care I like didn't want to pursue my day and I'm totally gonna be honest and vulnerable and say like I totally have like probably three meltdowns and breakdowns and cried it out at least three times this week, mostly due to the fact that I feel a little bit defeated, which is why I'm contradicting what I said earlier um, with the job market. But I think my circumstances are different, right? I'm not somebody who's barely entering my career. I actually was at the height of my career and I feel like it's collapsed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm just trying to pick up the pieces to put it back together and I feel this is just me and I know people are gonna be like no feel that there's everybody's like oh my god there's thousands or millions of other people but it's like that's right and I know I should reflect but this is just how I personally feel Mm -hmm. like I work so hard to get to this point in my career and the longer that time passes it just feels like where am I, do I have to sort of maybe not start at the beginning, but have to take a huge step back in role, in salary? Um, and so, yeah, I just feel, I felt this week just so defeated. I mean, the, the one thing I did do, the only thing that I felt motivated to do was apply to jobs and completely revise my resume. So uh, this is like the third time since I've been furloughed that I've revised my resume, girl. And Mm -hmm. it's just because I keep getting no's. And one thing is to get a no, like, right off the bat. Like, unfortunately, we're not interested. Okay, that's totally fine. I don't really get bummed out about that. But when you are doing interviews and doing rounds of interviews and, and like, clearly they're interested in moving you down the um, interview process, it sucks to get that no at the end. And you're like, why? Mm -hmm. Like, clearly they liked you enough to get you to the final round, but not enough to, like, cross the finish line mm-hmm. and I guess I just haven't really ever been in this place where I was getting usually I get more yeses and I'm just negotiating salaries versus mm-hmm. not getting anything at all and I'm like 
I have to remember maybe I'm competing with just a much different job market at this level. You know, when we entered the recession, it wasn't like I had tons of experience. So I totally get why I was getting no's. But Mm -hmm. at this point, it's just different. And I just feel, I feel a little defeated. I feel down. And I feel like I'm losing my independence. It's weird. I feel this weird, strange, like my identity is being lost. And I know that sounds silly, but when you don't have children, when you are not married, I know that your career doesn't define you, but so much of my life has been that. So much of Mm -hmm. my life is that, right? That's probably where I spend the most time is in developing my career. And when I don't have that, it's like this piece of who I am is gone. And I've been somebody who's so independent, as you totally know. I've never been the person who's like, I want to have kids and get married. I've always been the person who's like, I want to be a boss bitch. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's just like having to depend on somebody just makes me cringe. Like, it just. And this idea that, you know, we're moving out. And I think it's taking a big toll on my relationship, too, just because I don't want to depend on the man. I always said, there's no man I will ever depend on except my daddy because he brought me into this world. So, you know, that's on Mm -hmm. him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, he brought me. This is what this is what the package came with. (laughs) Um, And I don't know. I feel I just think. It's just, I feel in, in a weird place and I feel sad and bummed and I feel like that, like my identity's just being questioned, my independence is being lost and it's, it's just been a tough week for me this week mm-hmm. on top of the fact that I've like eaten like crap and I can't get on the right sleeping schedule. And I think that my coping mechanism with this stress is exactly doing what I feel like I've always ran to right? Mm-hmm. When we're stressed or overwhelmed, whatever we're dealing with emotionally, I know that like mm-hmm. I can run to food that isn't the best for me because I don't care versus mm-hmm. the opposite. I should be fueling myself nutritiously so that I feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the only thing I have been doing is applying to jobs. And honestly, girl, I've gotten to the point where I'm not getting jobs in LA, in the Valley, in freaking Ontario. I'm looking in Riverside and I've like said, fuck it. I'm just going to open it up to the entire United States and I'm just going to look for marketing jobs anywhere. At this point, I have nothing to lose. I have no home. I nothing's under my name. And like, I just, I just need a job. And I, and I think maybe you can relate to this when you decided to move up to Berkeley after moving mm-hmm. home from Boston, being like, fuck it, I'm so, like, over trying to look for jobs here. I just need to look for jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, where is that? And that's kind of where I'm at, too. Yeah. No, I can totally relate to that. I mean, I also, but, I mean, I got to that point because it was, like, a year of me looking and I was like I'm over this (laughs) um I need to like expand my search like maybe that will help and it did you know so it could be helpful to do that but I mean everything you're feeling is completely valid anyone in your position I think would feel exactly the same way and I think you say like you didn't uh 
like do much but you girl you did a lot you looked for jobs you applied for jobs you were managing Miss Inform Latina like you were doing you were doing stuff you worked out four days a week that is plenty (laughs) you you did a lot so I mean I think we are so hard on ourselves sometimes but while you were talking and I was like you were saying all these things you did I was like you you did a lot. You did not do nothing. No, motivated to like really do. I mean, I have so much on my plate, and I'm not like putting fully myself because. Yeah, I but that's say- okay. You know, I think yeah. we. Um, I was telling my coworker the same thing because same way, like I've been feeling a little low, girl, and I have a job, and I still feel low. Um, but it's just hard to navigate uh, this week we found out we're going to be working from home until september 11th so i have like three more months or however long september is away <laughs> from for doing this still at home and it just takes out a lot of me just to keep working at home and not doing anything and i'm this week i feel like that announcement i don't know if it was just like hearing it it's something that I knew it wasn't like a surprise, but I think just it being official made it more real. And I think I had like these moments of like, I need to get the fuck out of my house. And I just was so, um, what is that called? Restless Mm -hmm. just at home. I just didn't want to be home. I did obviously I didn't go out and like slay the streets, but, um, I wanted to, I wanted to, but so I took off like one day for half the day because I was just like, I can't, I just can't. Um, it's a tough time, you know, uh, we, I think we have to show ourselves a little bit more grace. Uh, there was like some thing somebody posted. It was like, they're like, they're, it's not like, what was it? Something like you're, you're not working through a pandemic. Or was it the other way around? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm going to skip that because I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. <laughs> but basically, it was like saying, like, you're working through a time that there's, like, so much going on. Like, like acknowledge that. It's okay if you have days where you're not, like answering 150 emails and sending doing all these things like sometimes you're going to have those days where you're going to be like super productive and sometimes you're going to have days where you're going to be like okay I sent this one email and that's about all I can do today (laughs) and and I have a lot of days like that so I think it's normal yeah I think for me it's like I I was mentioning this to you, I think last week, but it's like I feel both spectrums at the same time. You know, the idea that you can feel sad and happy. um, I feel that right now, like defeated and motivated with Misinformed Latina. And I go through weeks where I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not working. You know, like, this is Mm -hmm. what I always wanted. And Mm -hmm. finally, I get to pursue my dream of like the business or brand that I wanted to build. And then uh, then reality sets in. It's like, bitch, you broke. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, you're not making that money. And you're like, okay. You're like, shut up, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's like this tough place to be in and it's like okay I still want to do Miss Informed Latina but I still want to make sure I have a job and the reality is that I hope Miss Informed Latina is a thriving wonderful company one day but it takes a long time to build to that point and to monetize mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. not something I'm gonna do right away and even if I start it's not like I'm going to like replace the salary I had you know right. at least not right off the bat and yeah. so I just feel like I need a job. I need money to just mm-hmm. feel okay independently, you know? Yeah. And I think that I always had this fear. And my partner and I feel like we always had this argument over savings because he was always like, you have student loan debt, pay your debt, stop saving money. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but what if one day, like, I need money? And now I feel like I'm there. I'm at that mm-hmm. one day where I wish three years ago I started saving much more money, mm-hmm. even though I had student loans, still have student loan debt, you know? I would have an mm-hmm. even nicer cushion. And I would probably feel even better. Like if I had 12 months, like an entire year worth of savings, I would feel better. And I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel okay, but but yeah, I just like, it's just all of those feelings at once kind of happening at the same time. And, and I'm somebody who I, I'm definitely not, I don't like not doing anything. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, not, not to say I don't have my moments of Netflixing and chilling for sure. I do. Um, But I'm almost always, even if I'm Netflixing, do I have my laptop on me and I'm like doing work. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, anyways, it was just an off week for me, like a really off week for me. I even think I have like panic attacks. I think We Are Me Too put up um, a video. I think it was We Are Me Too or it could be Fierce by Me Too. Yeah, that of this girl that had documented her panic, her panic attack. attack. I yeah. could totally, I really felt like I had a moment like that. Like I was on my couch. I had officially applied to like probably at least 60 jobs. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I mean, you're talking about like six and a half hours spent just applying and applying and applying and applying and applying. And mm-hmm. I just like totally had like a whole panic, like, oh my God, where's my life? Where's my identity? I have no money. I'm not getting a job. Like, totally went down a spiral and I just had like this flush of anxiety come through me and I just felt like a breakdown mm-hmm. like I just couldn't come out of the water like oh my god this is really my life how, mm-hmm. how did I get here you know mm-hmm. I'm like I, again mm-hmm. I, I know I have to sometimes sit in gratitude like okay I have a house over my you know I mean I have a roof over my head I have food on the table like yes I know but it's hard to not it doesn't mitigate still feeling. Yes, there's 33 million of un- unemployed people, but still, like, it just feels like such a weird place for me to be in. Mm-hmm. For sure. Anyways, that was my week, girl. How was your week? You, y- you were mm-hmm. affected by retrograde Gatorade, too? And the Mercury <laughs> and the Gatorades? <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, like I was saying, I had a week where I was just like, I don't want to mm-hmm. do anything. Like, I just was having a really hard time staying focused and doing work and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? Take time. Um, Like, take a self-care day. It's okay. And like halfway through my Monday, I was like, I'm not, I'm not participating in work today. Um, 
and I just emailed my boss and stuff. And also because my back also really hurt. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I think that that was also contributing to it, but it was just too much. Yeah. Let's talk and about probably yesterday that. was the worst day. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> but yeah. And then, like, you know, we're getting our periods during this time. I told you, like, I needed a day off, too, because I ate like crap, didn't sleep, and felt like I was going to get my rag. And it's like yeah. that whole combination is just like, I just can't today. Yeah, like, we should not be having to work <laughs> and function <laughs> during a pandemic while being on our period. Like, could our period take a break during the pandemic? I know. Like, girl, can you can you chill for a minute? I know. Can you chill? It's not okay to have cramps during this time. Uh, totally. All right, let's talk about, po- okay, this, you know, Elvie and I are always going to keep it real. One hand, yeah. okay? We are never going to, like, be like, well, I just stain, I'm stain, never. So, y'all yeah. know this is how we've been feeling. If you're feeling like this, then it's cool that we can, like, find some some common ground and relatability. Some of the things yeah. we have been doing to sort of help us through. One girl, you were saying your self-care was your hair mask. Let's talk about your shiny hair mask. Oh, <laughs> yes. Today, she is a vision. Okay. <laughs> um, my hair is like, she ready. Yes. She, last night or yesterday, because I was having a super off day, I'm like, I'm going to do a hair mask. So, I was looking up because... Um, you know, hormone problems, a lot. I mean, I don't know who listens to this podcast, but if you're in your 30s, you start experiencing change. It's like you go through puberty number two. (laughs) And when I went through puberty number two, a lot of my hair started falling out. And everybody's always like, oh my God, you have tons of hair already. And I'm like, listen, I know that. But how my hair is right now, it's not how it used to be, like, even five years ago. I used to have so much more hair, and it gets to me sometimes. I see, like, little areas of my hair are thinning, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to be bald one day. So I looked up, like, a hair mask to make your hair grow. Um, so I added just like it's just cinnamon and coconut oil and I just mixed those two together and I added a little bit of castor oil because I've also heard that helps with ha- hair growth so I mixed all of those things and just like massaged it on my scalp and then the rest I just put through my hair and I just let it sit in a in a like what are those things called hair net mm-hmm. Shower cap, oh, yeah, a shower yeah, yeah. cap, um, like, for like, but yeah, yeah, around like, it says like thirty to forty-five minutes. I think I did for an hour, and today my hair is so shiny. I was like, wow, she needed this. I also need a haircut like very, very badly, but um, last night I like styled it how I was normally doing it, and I was like, wow, my cute she's still nice but um yeah I definitely need a haircut I'm like this close to booking an appointment with my old hair salon because they're like doing at-home haircuts where they virtually just guide you on how to do your own hair and I'm like this close to doing it Mm -hmm. because 
I need a haircut. Girl, I'm sure we all do. My hair has never been so long in my life. It's like literally like below my butt. Damn. Or like right right where my butt starts. I'm sorry. And I'm just like Rapunzel. <laughs> Rapunzel. <laughs> Girl, you need to do some trenzas. All those dope trenzas. Your hair would look so cool. And like, what is it? The French, the one where it's like the line down the middle and it's the two French braids. I love that one. It would look so yeah. nice. But it's like, you got to learn how to do that. And it's like really hard to do it on yourself. At least I think, personally. Exactly, girl. My hands be getting tired. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. The best art. Like Jen, Jen Adkin actually put up a tutorial on how you can give yourself like a good blowout. This bitch uses like three brushes and like all the shit. And I'm just like, you know what? No. <laughs> Like, that looks really, it looks so good, and I wish I could do my hair like that, but I think I would rather invest the money to buy that Dyson air wrap shit and just use that, because every time I see people do their hair with that thing, it looks so good, and I'm just like, I want one of those. Do I want to invest in that right now? Not exactly, but. I am looking at it for maybe in the future. Girl, I am not. I, I've seen all of these influencers where they're like, I'm just going to try my Dyson. Like, I'm going to see it's so worth it. And then they do it right because it's like an ad. And then they do it and uh-huh. then it comes out so beautiful. Uh, that shit's like $1,000. Like, who needs that expensive of a blow dryer? Like, girl, I got my boo-boo one that my mom gave me when I left to college. Okay, yeah. that's in 2005. I know, but I it's like don't. the one that like, <laughs> that also like, because uh, there's different ones. Yeah. There's like one that like makes you look like you just got a fucking blowout. Like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I know it's really expensive and ridiculous, but like, no, I guess if you're a person that like is always going to the salon to get to the dry bar and you're going to get like your hair like do doing that like every week i guess who i don't actually don't know anybody who does that but if you are then i guess that makes sense because you probably save more money mm-hmm. by just buying that machine and doing it yourself yeah. but they be giving you champagne it is a nice little treatment i ain't gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's True, and then you just gotta sit there, and you just got somebody pull your hair out. Like, <laughs> but I have to say that my prima Nelly, she her hair always looks really nice. She doesn't curl it at all. She's like never used a curler. Like that's not her thing. She always uses the, and I think she bought it at Target. And I could, I I could be wrong, but maybe it's the Conair one where it's like the brush that turns and blows at the same time, like blows hot air. So it's like oh, yeah. blow dryer brush. I've used that one too, and it's actually pretty nice. Yeah. So like there's options there is options for people who want the blowout without the 13 different brushes the thousand dollar hair dryer like there are options but i'm sure you just got to play with it and figure it out yeah you don't need the dice no i mean none of us need unless you really got the money to pay for it then like not none of us need uh -uh. it but you know it's nice (laughs) it is nice um what else have we been doing to self-care try to get out of our well we have been working out every day which i'm so proud of us two weeks in we got six more to go and i hope it continues this way 
you know i i i love that i think i haven't felt so good about just like being physically active in so long and i'm i hope i really pray i think since we have each other at least me and you know that we're gonna show up Mm -hmm. so i'm like i'm good i think as long as i have like i know i have a meeting with yana every day at 7 30 then i'm not gonna like not keep that yeah, I missed one day this week because I literally went to bed at 4 a.m. because I was in so much pain with my stomach because y'all girl had way too much cheese and pasta and pizza and all the things I shouldn't have. And I felt like mierda and I didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's just so hard for me to like push through a workout with absolutely no, like two hours of sleep and just feeling like crap. So I, I did a little detox day um, and I felt so much better the next morning. But yeah, I, de- I definitely, it's hard to get up in the mornings and I'm like, fuck, but honestly, I feel every single time we're done with the workout, I have so much energy and there's like, so, you, you can get so much more done in your day. Exactly. Yeah. It's been great. I'm just like, okay, yes, I'm gonna have me a little, ch- a little matcha. I'm gonna have a little breakfast. I'm gonna get ready for my day. I'm gonna open my computer mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay. Even though this week was tough, yeah, but still, it did. I think if I wouldn't have worked out, it would have been so much totally. And shout out to our newest joiner, (laughs) our newest member, member. (laughs) um, joiner, my my big brother. And you know why? Yeah, because he has the best wifey. His wifey DM'd me. My sister in law was like, "You need to add your brother." to those morning workouts and I was like okay I see you sis looking out for him and that's why I was like hey you know like we're gonna bring him on and it's been really nice even for me personally to like see my nephew every morning you know it's so cool um I think Marvick said the other day too say hi to your tia Elvia or your auntie Elvia or your tia Elvia and I thought that was so sweet yes he's so precious it's nice to here, kid in the background. No, I'm just like, what are those? What are those? Things? Um, are you referring to my brother? Or are you referring to Milo? <laughs> just kidding. And my brother's so funny. He brings such like a uh, like lightness. He's like dad, lighthearted dad <laughs> humor corniness that I love. You know? So it's been cool. Except when it comes from my own dad, but I like it from other dads. <laughs> <laughs> my dad my dad my brother was like this before baby he's just always been this way so it's kind of nice um but yeah week two yeah. down Woo-woo. Mm-hmm. yeah so proud of us so six more weeks to go um and i'm really excited about our next guest this was probably one of the funnest entertaining just mm-hmm. like good vibe interviews and guests that we've had right yeah it was really funny we definitely went down memory lane for a while like talking about our AOL screen names and like I was saying that one of mine well two of mine were (laughs) sweet little e and then the other one was big booty 24 okay and I was like, what in high school? Well, it depends because AOL was long around for a long yeah. time, but definitely some of those were from middle school. 
some of those were from high school and I'm just like what was I thinking oh my god like this is why my parents didn't let me sleep over because I was doing shit like that (laughs) no it's so funny she totally was like relating to us hers were her friend who's like a good Christian girl was sweet nasty like what (laughs) and her with the I'm a wankster I cannot (laughs) yeah yes so good and it was like hilarious conversation so and she's like miss bd bd bon bon i mean it's like her tagline she like embodies selena in so many ways she was so dope such a great conversation and we hope very down to earth yeah we really hope you guys mm-hmm. enjoy um enjoy this episode with her because she's just so much fun and and i think the one thing that I took away from that, other than that she's like all good vibes, is I love the idea of being a triple threat and mm-hmm. being multidimensional. She's like an entrepreneur. She's a TV host. She's a singer. She has her own business. Like she's just, she does it all. And she really believes that like um, J-Lo mentality where I think she quoted her saying that she wanted to be, you know, after dancing, she wanted to be a singer. After singing, she wanted to be an actor. And that her agent was like, girl, you got to pick one, J-Lo, just one. And she's like, (laughs) but why? You know, why can't I do it all? And I just think that that's such a good message. Like, you can do whatever you want. You want to do multiple things? Do multiple things. Yes, definitely. And she was so great. I hope you guys really enjoy the podcast with her. And um, definitely follow her on Instagram. Definitely follow her uh, other her business that she has. Um, she's really great, and I think you guys will really like her. So, without further ado, enjoy this episode. Wow, do we have an amazing podcast episode for you? This has got to be one of the most fun episodes we've ever done. We got a chance to interview the multi-dimensional mujer for this episode, Ms. Alicia Monique Blanco. Originally and currently living in Arizona, she graduated with her bachelor's in broadcast journalism from ASU and then headed here to Los Angeles after college to pursue her TV hosting dreams in media and entertainment. Just like our girl J-Lo, this mujer is a triple threat ambitious, beautiful, driven, Selena fanatic. She is currently an NBA in arena host for the Phoenix Suns, a former red carpet host for Beverly Hills Live, a Miss Arizona US reina, a businesswoman, owner and founder of the Lettering Latina, as well as the Monet Mamacita skin and hair care products. And most of all, she loves to beady beady bonbon all over the place. Alicia talks all about breaking glass ceilings, proving people wrong, rising to the occasion, taking on challenges, and breaking all the stereotypes. Yes, girl, yes. I mean, this girl embodies everything that our podcast represents and stands for. A proud Latina entrepreneur, hustler, humble yet hilarious, but always keeping it real. And we were so excited to get a chance to chismear together. This episode is such a funny throwback episode. We promise you're going to get all the Selena-ness, Latina power, positive vibes, 
inspiration, motivation, and some chistes along the way. She truly is the BDBD bomba. Enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bestie Bestie Bone Bone podcast. We are so thrilled to have our next guest, Alicia Blanco. Um, welcome, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yay. She is a fellow lover, fanatic of all things Beady Beady Bone Bone and Selena. So we were like, who better than to have somebody who loves her as much as we do that we named our podcast after Selena. Yeah. So um, we're so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I literally am always trying to support the Selena squad. You know, we got to stick together. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, girl. Um, All right. Let's jump into it. So before we get into some of the nitty gritty questions, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, where you grew up and what you currently do? Absolutely. So born and raised in Arizona, my whole family's between here and California. Um, So I kind of go back and forth between here and LA. I did live in LA for gosh, about eight years in my 20s. And after college, where I pursued broadcast journalism, that's kind of what led me to my career now working in television. I moved out to LA to get that um, red carpet experience, entertainment hosting experience, had the time of my life, moved back to Phoenix to be with family. And now I work for the Phoenix Suns. I'm their in-arena host. And most importantly, I'm a number one Selena fan. So I mean, I've had everything from a bitty bitty bachelorette to I mean you name it everything in my life has been kind of around her spirit her personality and I try to bring that to everything I do whether it's you know hosting or the companies that I work with now with lettering latina which we'll get into later my um, my Nate mamacitas which again we'll get into all that later but overall I just try to be a bitty bitty bomb bomb lifestyle and everything I do the end <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you a follow-up question on that. Like, was there, do you remember the time that you were inspired by her? Who she was until the movie came out, when J-Lo came out and played her in the movie. Until then, I never had heard of her. So once the movie came out, I was hooked. I was like, okay, I wanted to learn everything about this musician, this beautiful Latina who, you know, I wanted to look like and be like. And so I started, you know, diving in and learning about her falling more in love with her personality obviously her voice her fashion her how much fun she had her laugh just her work ethic at a young age and so that's kind of different I know a lot of people kind of grew up listening to her whereas I never even heard of her until the movie came out and since then I mean I think I'm probably if not the number one fan I got to meet her sister Suzette her dad Abraham I'm I'm just I'm in love she's amazing wow that's really cool that's so cool yeah yeah so fun that was so fun yeah yeah um so I know uh what can you tell us was your experience like growing up um how did you figure out that you wanted to or how did you end up doing um, TV hosting and what you currently do now? So I grew up in a very big, loud Latino family. I think you guys might know a little bit about that. 
Um, yeah, just a little <laughs> bit, I think. Just a little bit. And I don't know, just from a very early age, my little sister and I, we would always play like camera girl, like she'd be the cameraman and I'd be on camera, then we would switch. Like that's what we wanted to play instead of Barbies, right? Like that's that was our fun yeah. time. And so when it was mm-hmm. time for college I just knew I wanted to get into journalism broadcast journalism at the Walter Cronkite school I interned at ABC 15 um, in college I fell in love following around the anchors and reporters to uh, and I worked in the sports department and I would follow them around at all the Suns games and I would just dream of being able to do what they did you know it was so much fun and I think that after moving to LA and like honing in on the entertainment aspect of hosting, I wanted to somehow, if I could, combine what I had learned on a collegiate level with what I had learned in the Hollywood scene and mesh that into one. And lo and behold, God brought this in arena hosting into my life last season. And I'm just forever grateful. It's been a blast. That's awesome. Do you consider like yourself a big basketball fan basketball has been a huge part of my life since I was little my dad and my sister specifically were like my dad always called my little sister his son because they would sit and watch all the games together I'd be there playing Barbies but like still watching but I was definitely Mm -hmm. more like the girly one but (laughs) it was like part of like our upbringing like hearing the game on in the house throughout the house that's just like the sound it was always on basketball was always on back when it was Charles Barkley Kevin Johnson like that's the era I grew up in you know 1993 and to this day even I'll wear some of my mom's um old vintage throwback shirts to the games so it's yes been very much a part of my life since I can remember that's awesome I love that I want to ask you girl you and your sister are both two Latina women in sports broadcast TV hosting. Um, has it ever been tough because it's a very male dominated industry? You know, I don't think it's been tough at all. I think if anything, it's been fun to stand out and be different. I've always loved to be um, different and to kind of like break through like that glass ceiling of what women can do. I've always loved proving stereotypes wrong. I've always loved that opportunity. So it hasn't been tough. I, a lot of people say it's going to be tough. You're a woman in the industry, but for us so far it's been a challenge but a fun one we like to rise to the occasion we look up to women before us like Jody and Michelle Tafoya who are crushing it have always been so we just see it as just an opportunity to prove stereotypes wrong and have fun doing it you know yes girl I'm gonna quote that that's gonna be a post of <laughs> that's, <mine. amazing. laughs> yeah. that's amazing <laughs> okay so so talking about um, you know, really paving your own path. Um, you also, in addition to doing TV hosting for the Suns and being in sports and entertainment, you created your own little side hustle called the Latina Lettering. Walk yes. us through really what inspired you to create that. Um, and so now you have both like your own little entrepreneurial business as well as your career. And how do you really yes. manage those two? Yeah, so I started the Lettering Latina back in 2016. It was just something that kind of happened. I was just sketching and doodling and like drawing. uh, And I took a picture of it, posted it to my Instagram. And the next day I woke up to so many DMs like, oh, can I buy that? Or how can I get that? Or can you make one for me? And so a little light bulb went off. And so I started posting more and I started selling it on the side. And 
from 2016 to now, it's evolved into primarily I work in the wedding industry, but it's my calligraphy, it's my handwriting, it's quotes, welcome signs, baby room decoration, baby showers. Currently, I'm working on a bunch of graduation signs. I work with a lot of real estate agents. It's literally been so fun to see my handwriting just come to life and hang up in people's homes for decor or props for photo shoots. I'm doing actually a Selena sign for an upcoming Selena themed birthday party, believe it or not. So it's so many options. There's so many things you can do with lettering and calligraphy that literally just started for me as therapy because I love watching uh, lettering videos online. And I literally just stumbled upon pages and would try to copy like their style and how they would write and like learn the the strokes and how to do it. And it kind of just turned into a business. I never planned it, but I knew once things really started taking off that I wanted my my company name to be very clear of who I was, which is Latina. So I think the lettering Latina Mm -hmm. is such a fun play of words and I love it. I love having this side hustle that's really blessed me so, so much. Or do you, girl? Yeah, girl. I'm still wondering the same. You know what I'm saying? Because (laughs) wedding season, which I primarily work in here in Arizona, is the same time that basketball season is. So this past season was my first time kind of doing both at the same time. And I did go un poco loco. I'm not going to lie. It was a little, (laughs) you know, like I was a little like, oh, my gosh, like I'm doing too many things. But both bring me so much joy in a different way. You know, whether hosting, that just fills my cup up with just my childhood memories, the culture of basketball, growing up, watching with my dad, dreaming of being on the court someday in some way. We used to sit up in the nosebleeds to go from the nosebleeds to being on the court. Like I get teary eyed thinking of it. Like that's a dream come true. And I always also wanted to work for myself. I didn't want to have a nine to five anymore. So having my own company with the lettering Latina, like that was important to me. It is very important to me and I, it fulfills my creative side, but they are during the same time of year. So it's kind of, like I said, un poco loco, but I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, that's great. I think um, it's such a great example of like being successful, being multidimensional, like you can do multiple things and they don't have anything to do with each other, but it also like makes you you and who you are. And you know, one time I heard um, JLo, I think it was at the Latin Grammys where she was telling her come up story, how when she first started off, she was, you know, dancing, but she really wanted to also um, act. So she started also acting. And then she also really, really wanted to sing too. So then she started singing Mm -hmm. and she had a manager at some point say, yo, Jen, you got to pick one. You can't do all three. And her response, Mm -hmm. her response was, well, why not? You know, and Mm -hmm. that was a moment that stuck with me because I knew I had all these things I wanted to do, but I felt like pressure that I was going to have to pick one. And so ever since that Grammy speech, I'm like, you know, I'm going to J-Lo it up. She played Selena anyway, so I trust the girl. I'm going to take the J-Lo approach and do everything I want. As long as it doesn't drive me crazy and I'm not miserable, like, why not? You know? Yeah. Yeah, Hell exactly. yes, girl. Hell <laughs> yes. I love that. It's so true. Yes. 
Yeah, so being that you're so successful in both your career and your business, what are some top tips and advice that you would give Latinas that are either looking to get into the broadcast journalism, TV hosting industry, or who are uh, wanting to be entrepreneurs themselves? Oh, man, just go for it. As cheesy and simple as that sounds, I think our biggest enemy can be ourselves, our mind and self-sabotaging like I can't do it I'm not as talented as so and so like that can be the worst enemy you know talking yourself out of Mm -hmm. something could be the worst so just really going for it if you have the opportunity like I did to to take on an internship that was instrumental for me instrumental in my Mm -hmm. college years interning I think I spent two years with ABC 15 and Um, Kaylee O'Kelly was one of my huge mentors and to this day is one of my my dearest friends I just adore her and her work her work ethic and her um, just how professional she is and relatable and I learned from also Craig Fui and Jeff Heisner and I I can these people who I learned while interning from um, who have just remained just pivotal parts of my life and my career and I try to bring what I learned from them. Bruce Cooper, Jude LaCava. I mean, there's so many anchors and reporters I was blessed to shadow and work with throughout my career. And if I'm forgetting any of them, shame on me. Because they've all played such a pivotal role. So <laughs> intern, if you can. The second question, part of the question was for Latina entre- entrepreneurs. Look at me trying to make it sound all Spanish. Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. Sometimes it flips out, you know what I'm saying? Um, So if they want to start their own hustle, I think as long as you're very passionate about whatever that hustle is, you're going to crush it. If you're not passionate and you're just hungry to make money, you're not going to be happy because money comes and money goes. And it doesn't matter how much you have if you're a miserable person on the inside. So find what you're passionate about. And it won't feel like work. I I am very passionate about everything I do. And while my schedule can get hectic and busy and my mom could be listening to this and be like, Miha, you're stressing out. Don't even lie to the people. It's still stuff that I love doing. And so it doesn't feel like work, whether it's my weddings, whether it's hosting a game or whether it's my new endeavor where I sell shampoo and skincare now. Like, I, I love it. I'm genuinely in love with it. And it's all true to who I am. It's all Latina branded. It's all bitty, bitty, bomb, bomb, branding vibes. So to me, it's just it's my life and it doesn't feel like work. So just go for it. If you want a side hustle, find what you're passionate about and run. Do it. Yeah. Yes, girl. I really, I really resonate with that too because I do the same. I mean, I like, I have my career. I've been in marketing for ten years, and then I started the Misinformed Latina. And under Misinformed Latina, you know, I started the Bestie Bestie Bone Bone podcast. And I think that's an incredible advice. Like, uh, we should all take a little from J Lo. I mean, we could all be a little J Lo ourselves. Right? Okay, we love her too. We love her too over here, girl. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and I get and it, it is like, why do I have to choose? Why can't I do it all? If I want to do it all, let me do it all. You know? Yeah. And and I I think that's just incredible that you. I mean, you do more than your. I mean, besides that, you're more than just your career, of course, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's incredible that you've dabbled into a little bit of everything that you have a passion. I always say the same thing too. Your career doesn't have to be like your passion. Your career could be something you like, um, Mm -hmm. but you can continue to pursue the things that you love and it doesn't have to be your job, like your nine to five, let's call it. Yeah. So, and I would get really bored just personally. I would get really bored. This is just me. 
not to knock anyone who only has one thing, because I think that's a blessing. It's the whole Mamba mentality of laser focus on one thing. For me, I think I would get bored. I love having multiple streams of income, multiple people who I work with on a daily basis, different aspects and lanes and avenues. I, I personally thrive off of that. And it fulfills me in different ways. And again, it all kind of I didn't intend for it to be like this, but it all kind of evolved and happened and is in sync with one another. Like my shampoo stuff. I, I only wanted better hair and skin because I work on camera now. Right. So started buying and selling this, um, this monate stuff and it's transformed my hair and skin, but it's only because I genuinely wanted to look and feel my best on camera. I'm 33 now. got to start using healthier stuff, but it helps my confidence on camera. And now that I'm educated on what I'm using, I'm passionate about educating other women and men about what they're using. Like, it's not all, it's not for money. Like for me, it's like, I stumbled across this. It brings me joy. Let me educate you. Oh, you're having a wedding. I can calligraphy and make your signs for you. Let me help you. It's all part of just my, my lifestyle. It's totally fun. Yes, girl. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So. We talk all about the glamour and the wonderful and amazingness, but we also know that there's tons of challenges that come with doing multiple things or doing one thing, right? Life is always full and of just life and in general. Yeah, yeah, girl. Mm -hmm. So, what are some of the biggest lessons learned, both professionally and personally, that you would want to give um, young Latinas um, advice on? Hmm. One of the biggest mistakes that I have learned and I want young Latinas to learn. That's good. That's really, really good. Gosh, I mean, I think that, and I, I don't want to speak for all Latinas, all Latino households, but I, I went to ASU, proud Sun Devil, loved my experience there. I think that as much as I did love it, though, I didn't take full advantage. Like I didn't live in the dorms. I didn't do anything like studying abroad. Those are things that I regret not taking advantage of because when you're early 20s, that's the time to do it, you know? And I think mm -hmm. I just played it a little too safe because I wanted to stay home so much. But I don't think it's really a mistake. I don't really feel like it was a mistake to not do those things. But if I could tell any young Latina anything, I'd say get out there and do what you can while you can because one day you will be married. You will have kids. You're not going to be able to up and travel and take advantage of these opportunities that are presented to you and on a collegiate level so again it's hard to answer that because I don't feel like it was a mistake because I'm, I'm yeah. where I am today because of the decisions I made but challenges maybe just wanting to please other people rather than yourself so I knew so deeply I wanted to do multiple things but I think I did try to just hone in only to reporting initially, which was like the news. And I knew I was more an entertainment hosting vibe. So I think I tried so hard for too long to do more of the news reporting anchoring side rather than just trusting my gut. Because I wanted to make other people happy. I wanted to my I wanted my Nana to see me on the news and be very proud, you know, rather than I knew she wouldn't get to see all the stuff I was doing in LA, but I eventually had to just trust my gut and go. So I think I waited a little too long to just go with my gut because I wanted to please other people if that makes sense um I always ask my guests that I started misinformed Latina because I felt like I navigated my adult life so blindly girl from like 401k like I had no idea what retirement funds were to like managing career you know understanding worth and value being in like good relationships 
And I'm like, man, if I could go back and give some, like, my 20-year-old self advice, like, what would it be? And that's mm-hmm. really how I started Misinformed Latina because I felt like I was so misinformed about, like, adult life basics. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I never wanted other young Latinas to ever have to feel that way. So that's really, like, how I created Misinformed Latina and this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. But, so I don't know if you want to um, change or add to kind of the previous question, but yeah. knowing what you know now about life in general, like, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Well, there's a quote that my mom, not even just for my 20-year-old self, but my whole life, my mom and my dad would always say, they'd say, mija, to me and my sister, mijas, if you work hard now, like in school, like pay attention, you will play the rest of your life. But if you play now, don't work hard, you were going to work hard for the rest of your life. And that stuck with me, girl. Like in school, if I was trying to just get lazy or slack off, I think, hold up, let me just get it together work hard now play later just like my mom said my dad said and it's true because if you I can't tell you so many people who like didn't take school seriously didn't take college seriously didn't go for opportunities like interning they're now working jobs really really hard that they're not really in love with not everyone not everyone but the majority of them are kind of like doing jobs that they're not really in love and passionate about but the ones that stuck it out worked hard in school took it seriously got the scholarships um they're kind of enjoying life a lot right now, like playing, I guess, like my mom would say the word playing doesn't mean you're going to be playing a sport, like literally just enjoying and, and having fun and, and reaping the fruits of your hard work that you, you put in in school. So work hard now, play later, play for the rest of your life, or, you know, play now, go hang out with your friends, they're not gonna be paying your bills later, but and they're not going to be your friends later. And my mom would always say that, like, <laughs> your best friends right now, they're not going to be your best friends years from now, they're not going to be the ones paying your bills, mija. So get off your little AOL chat room. No, you don't, need to go to that <laughs> no, you don't need to go to that girl's night out. No, you don't need to do this, this, this and that all the peer pressure to go out and be popular, be in the scene. Like, no, go go home be the ceo so you can be a ceo later and i that has stuck with me my whole life yes girl okay can we ask what was your aol chat name girl you don't even want okay i had a few are you ready for this there's a few okay well i started off all cute it was like butterflies with the z xoxo that's one of them (laughs) and then i don't know what happened to me but i started to get like real hood i thought i was like a chola okay so then my next one was oh my gosh hope i'm not aging myself either do you guys know who 50 cent is yeah yeah we're the same age we're all okay yeah do you remember his song wankster yes yeah okay (laughs) Girl, tell me why my screen name was, is you a wankster? I don't, I can't, I have no words, no words. Well, well, if you were looking for love on the internet, you know, you were weeding out the wanksters. I cannot (laughs) handle that. Like, what do people, they must have thought of me, is you a wankster? I know, mine was, I remember one of mine was like, sweet little E, like (laughs) L-I-L. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot then of there my was friends... another one that was like lovable but l-u-v you know oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> one of my girlfriends hers was a sweet but nasty she's like a little good christian girl she's like, i don't know what i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> well maybe she was sweet but nasty you know girl, <laughs> nasty. she was a very good girl i was like that screen name is very misleading chica no i don't i, I had so many mine though. I think mine was something like blue-eyed 
and then my birthday or something stupid like that there's so <laughs> many like we were so it was so misleading like like what was some of them some of my friends who were none of their screen names like naughty but nice or um all for you 22 like what do you mean you're all for you you're only 15 like I think one of mine was honestly like big booty 24 yes yes (laughs) (laughs) and 24 because I was born on Christmas Eve I was like um what was I thinking big booty and happy birthday Jesus I'll put 24 there that makes sense sense. Oh my and, god. And none of us were consciously like now you know so much about what happens on the internet like catfishing and just like all the messed up things that happen that mm-hmm. you were like but we, what we were thinking like all of these really awful names and then we were like why are these creeps trying to follow me? It's like I don't know your name is Big Booty. <laughs> <laughs> or, exactly. or what did you say sweet and nasty? Like that's why he's trying to creep on you. <laughs> oh my do you guys remember away messages and like putting in your profile like yes. oh my god. Yeah. I can go off. Those were the days. But my mom would sit there at me and be like, you're spending so much time on this stupid AOL instant messenger. Like, you need to go upstairs, get your homework done, focus, work hard now, play later. But I wanted to be as you a wank stuff. Okay, so. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Too funny. Yes. That is hilarious. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Sorry, mom, for those days. Shout out to my mom, her patience. There was also, that reminds me, there was also a time in my life where me and my best friend at the time, Josie, we went through a phase, like a literal phase. She loved Ja Rule. I loved Nelly. I would wear a oh band-aid. Oh my God, I love Ja Rule too. Yeah. I would wear Band-Aid under my eye. We would wear bandanas. <laughs> like we thought we were really cool. Like, you know, no. Girl, I used to cool. do like braids on my hair. I used so, to wear- oh, I used to wear, like, Echo, Lady and Nietzsche. uh, Journeys. Yes, girl. All those. All the. FUBU. Whatever. (laughs) For us, by us. I used to wear all that. My sister and I would braid each other's hair. Yes. Yes. Timberlands. Yes. Of course. My sister and I would uh, braid each other's hair like Alicia Keys. Like, (laughs) we went through. You're like, you don't know my name. (laughs) Oh, my God. you've ever received it could be from your tia mom abuela your amiga a coach a mentor or anyone that you still live by today kind of like I said before you know work hard now play later just at that younger age Mm -hmm. take that mentality into school with you just to to work hard and focus and that my tias and my mom my nana everyone would always say like you know the people who you're so focused on right now they're not going to be, it's very likely they're not going to be in your life later paying your bills. So don't waste time. Like focus, focus. Not that they never wanted me to have fun. I'm probably making it sound like they never let me out the house or anything. <laughs> they, they would always bring it back to like, Miha, focus, just work hard. You're talented. You guys are talented. So take advantage of the talents God has given you. Don't get caught up in 
relationships with boys, you know, that was, that was a big one. Um, and I'm so glad, you know, I'm really glad that at the time, of course, I was very annoyed a lot of the time. Like, why doesn't my mom let me go out as, and stay out late like everyone else? And why do I get grounded for going to Wendy's after a football game? And no one else gets grounded. <laughs> like, girl, true story. My mom grounded me, like, because I went out with my, a guy I had a crush on, like, straight up got grounded I think I was probably a junior or senior in high school but at the time I didn't see it I thought it was crazy now I just see she just they just wanted me to focus and not get caught up on the scene that everyone else was in and be smart and they're just trying to protect me so just working hard now playing later I don't know yeah I feel like yeah I feel like so many things that our parents did when we were younger like at the time we were like hate my parents are so dumb and like all this stuff and now you're like thank god (laughs) thank you for doing all those things because who else who knows like what would have been of my life if like you weren't or wouldn't have implemented those uh I guess rules is not the word I want but that's the one I can think of right now um it made me like who I am now so I am grateful yeah. for all the rules and restrictions I had when I was younger. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't make sense at the time. It can be frustrating when you compare, you know, our culture and our rules to other people you're going to school with that have a lot more freedom or leniency. It doesn't seem fair at the time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm not a mom yet, but my nephew, my little nephew, I can already see myself being like, oh, no, he's not allowed to do that. Oh, no, no, he can't go hang out there. Oh, no, he needs to be home at this time. Like, I, I feel it. Girl, I mine was, I used to tell my dad, I'm like, dad, I'm going to go hang out with my friends or whatever. I'm going to the mall, you know? And my dad's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Aquí, el único que manda soy yo. Aquí no te mandas tú. Like, you are not demanding where you go. You have to ask for permission. Oh, I know. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, he never <laughs> lets me go nowhere. <laughs> I know. My friend Josie and I went through the same thing. Like, we were never allowed to go anywhere. And we would just be so jealous of everyone who could just say, Mom, I'm, I'm going out. Okay, bye, sweetie. Um, You can take out the trash when you get home later. It's fine. Oh, I'll, get it when I'll get it if you don't get no. to our house. Hell our no. house. Hell no. Our house. That would be the day. If I was like, bye, Mom, I'm going out, she'd be like, get your ass back in here she dragged me by my hair like where do you think you're going talking to me like you're going there without asking permission like they it was funny like we would always laugh about it me and Josie like how strict it was back then now we appreciate it now that we're in our 30s but back then you could not just walk up to mom and dad and be like I'm going out they'd need to know who's going to be there why how long how are you getting there how are you getting home um contact number for the you know the friend's mom just to make sure I'm really there like they went to extreme measures that I didn't get then, but I get yeah. now. Girl. Well, girl, um, this was so fun. It was a really fun yeah, podcast. I You're know. really you funny. Fun. You're like totally are you are totally like <laughs> one of us. I'm sure we're one of you. It's just so dope to vibe with somebody so well. Even though it's like through audio too. So thank you so so much I know, for I being love it. on. It was so nice having a little throwback too. <laughs> since we're all the same age yeah um, throwback. so as we wrap <laughs> this up where can people find you where can people follow you um i want to make sure any plugins that you yeah. want to throw out there feel free um so we can let the people know yeah girl yeah hit me up on the <laughs> AOL. <laughs> you a wankster. 
at is you I see you wank stuff <laughs> no but in serio my uh, personal Instagram is just my name at the Alicia Monique so T-H-E Alicia A-L-I-C-I-A and then Monique M-O-N-I-Q-U-E that's my personal page then my two business pages are the lettering Latina and then my other one that I just started in March, actually, which we're going to talk about this hair stuff when we get off the phone here, girls. <laughs> it's um, at Manate Mamacitas. So it's all hair care and skin care. And that's how you can get a hold of me and find me and follow my, my Vida Loca. Yay! Great. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me and for the support and the excitement. I think this is a really fun podcast and I'm excited to be Thank you so much, girl. Um, and that's it for today. Um, Elva, you want to sign us off? Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for everybody for joining us and we'll see you at the next one. Bitty bitty bum bum. Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.